4: Ladies and gentlemen, in this corner,
2: from the University of Colorado, 30 years in the ring, fighting for truth, justice, and the American way,
0: Dan
2: Kaplan. If I run and if I win, we will treat those people from January 6th fairly. We will treat them fairly. And if it requires pardons, we will give them pardons because they are being treated so
3: unfairly. So uh, President made so many great points in his speech to another enormous crowd, this one in Texas, this what's getting all the attention. I think he intended it that way, right? He just I mean, talk about just a direct shot just short-circuiting all these lefty craniums that that's doing it 855-405-8255 some on the right as well this text is typical of some we're getting here uh just of it is uh dan no pardons and please trump do not run again i voted for him both times so uh, do you think President Trump should run again or not? He's starting to refer to himself publicly as the 45th and 47th presidents of the United States. Is he just pulling chains or, you know, does he, in fact, as it appears, intend to run? But every now and then you see a tea leaf, a sign, a hint that he really doesn't. And, and is this mention of potential pardons another one of those signs? 855-405-8255. The number I want to get to this Joe Rogan business. I don't know if you've ever followed him, listened to his podcast, et cetera, but this issue goes far beyond his very successful podcast. You know, this goes to, you know, call it what you want, cancel culture, censorship, et cetera. What it really is in the end is the left knows it can't win the argument, so it has to shut you up. You can't be allowed to make the argument. So just another attempt at this broader censorship. And and with uh, Joe Rogan, You know, now Spotify has stood by him to a point, but Spotify now, whereas podcast runs now, putting into effect, you know, these various checks on accuracy and warnings, all that garbage. So anyway, here is Joe Rogan responding to uh, the claims that he broadcast misinformation. And by the way, you've probably seen all these headlines and wondered, hey, what's it all about? What did he allegedly do wrong? Well, basically, he had uh, an expert on You know, an expert in, you know, these pathogens, an expert in covid, et cetera, who just came on and and made his case that, no, you know, the vaccine wasn't really effective and and, you know, some other related points. And so this is what the left is pushing back on. And here's Rogan's response.
0: Those episodes were labeled as being dangerous. They had dangerous misinformation in them. The problem I have with the term misinformation, especially today, is that many of the things that we thought of as misinformation just a short while ago are now accepted as fact. Like, for instance, eight months ago, if you said if you get vaccinated, you can still catch covid and you can still spread covid, you would be removed from social media. They would they would ban you from certain platforms. Now that's accepted as fact. If you said, I don't think cloth masks work you would be banned from social media. Now that's openly and repeatedly stated on CNN. If you said, I think it's possible that COVID-19 came from a lab, you'd be banned from many social media platforms. Now that's on the cover of Newsweek.
3: Absolutely brilliant. That's right. So isn't the point to, hey, let everybody have their say. And then if they're wrong, just make a better case than they do. I, isn't that the whole point? But no, for the left, they have to censor you. They have to shut you down. You cannot even be allowed to make your case. And and the only reason the left takes that approach is because they are, they are not confident that they can win the argument. I think Brian uh, Stelter admitted that on CNN. You think about major newsrooms like CNN that have health departments and deaths and operations that work hard on verifying information on COVID-19. And then you have talk show stars like Joe Rogan who just wing it, who make it up as they go along. And because figures like Rogan are trusted by people that don't trust real newsrooms, we have a tension, a problem that's much bigger than Spotify, much bigger than any single platform, Kate. But that's what is the, the heart of this right now. Yeah. And why do you think those people don't trust the newsrooms? Right. <laughs> because everybody with the brain right now can see that on a national level, you know, many of these national networks are just political activists who lie to you at the drop of a hat. They cover stuff up that's bad for the left. You know, they, they exaggerate about the right, if not flat out lie. CNN and others, you know, the whole litany. I don't have to repeat it here. We're part of an act ongoing coup attempt against Donald Trump. And so, yeah, that, that's why people don't trust the newsroom. And I'm not, I'm not a Rogan listener, but I can tell just from the stuff I've seen, hey, he's not afraid of different points of view, opinions, put it all out there, let people hear anything they want to, and then let people make the opposing argument. That's the way I've approached it on air here, here for 28 years. But the left, again, they know they can't win the argument. And then part of it is just their arrogance. They they shouldn't even have to go to the trouble. They have so little respect for you, they shouldn't even have to go to the trouble of making the argument because you should just submit. So about half the left is, no, we're gonna censor because we can't win the argument, about half the left is we're gonna censor because uh, because you have to submit. We we don't have to even have to trouble ourselves making the argument eight five five four zero five eight two five five the number and uh, then uh, bill maher under attack from the left
2: always a good sign for the right having just had a birthday and being 66 please don't ask me to start doing grown-up things like run for president <laughs> a few weeks ago fox news dana perino a former bush press secretary suggested that the democrats should recruit me to run for president, which is kind of special because it means that in the space of 20 years, Bush press secretaries have gone from telling me I need to watch what I say.
0: They need to to watch what they say, watch what they do. And this is not a time for remarks like that. There never is.
2: They've gone from that to wondering if I should run for president. It'll be interesting to see if Bill Maher is recruited to run for um, the presidency. Now, some people think this means I've changed. I assure you, I have not. I am still the same unmarried, childless, pot-smoking libertine I always was.
3: Oh, and by the way, before
2: I play the next sentence there, did you know
3: that, that a Bill Maher spearheaded group donated most of the money that was used to legalize marijuana in Colorado, Remarkable. And that ties into something I'll get to in the next segment, which is the explosion of deaths on the roadway since legalization of marijuana. And the reason it's in the news right now is the numbers have reached such an extreme, unconscionable point. I mean, the rivers of blood are so, so wide and deep right now that they can't be ignored. And it's become a big national issue. And I'll also play in the next segment some fascinating sound from Pete Buttigieg, where he acknowledges the truth about this, but then like everything else from the Biden administration tries to make it racial. It's not, oh yeah, we we have to deal with this because it's killing you and your family. If from him it's, we have to deal with this because it's disproportionately killing black people. I mean, we have to deal with this, right? Because it's killing humans, no matter what color God made their skin, but not in the eyes of Buttigieg and Biden. But but what, why do you think more black people are being killed on the roads? So well we'll get into all of that after the break. Here's some more from
2: Mar. People sometimes say to me, you don't, you didn't you didn't used to make fun of the left as much. Yeah, because they didn't give me so much to work with. That's his audience. The oath of office I took was to comedy. And if you do goofy sh*t wherever you are in the spectrum, I'm going to make fun of you because that's where the gold is. And the fact that they are laughing at it should tell you something. It rings true. (laughs) I have many flaws, but you can't accuse me of maturing. Let's get this straight. It's not me who's changed. It's the left who is now made up of a small contingent who've gone mental and a large contingent who refused to call them out for it. Boy, beautifully said, and please do not wake them up to that. 855-405-8255.
3: So after the break, I'll get you that Pete Buttigieg sound. You know it just from living life, from being on the roadways now. It's Mad Max. It's crazy, and it's not the fault of law enforcement. We'll talk about whose fault it is. But now Biden trying to make it racial? trying to make this racial because he says disproportionately more people of color being killed but why do you think they are and also on the Ukraine some more war drum beats this afternoon when we come back sorry to end the suspense i'll tell you exactly how the Ukraine is going to end and why how that showdown on the border is going to end you're on the Dan Caples show I
0: said to you, you can, I-
2: going to fix this problem and Democrats no longer possess the common sense to understand that not every problem in the world can be fixed with a regulation but don't tell that to the advocacy groups who also want every future car in America to only start when the driver blows into a breathalyzer oh great my other car is a Karen Bill Maher he sees it coming
3: He sees it coming. The revolution is on. People can see what the left's been up to now. Not all of them, but enough of them, because that's Ryan, where we all fail basic math sometimes, right? Okay, we look at the elections in 18. We look at the elections in 20. But let's go back to 18, where the Dems had a perfect storm, all energized by the Trump victory, and they came roaring out and, and just crushed everything with the red jersey on. So people look at Colorado and say, Colorado's gone for good. And I understand the reasons for concern. But 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 look at the math, even in that worst case scenario, even in that worst case scenario, if you can go out and you can bring a couple hundred thousand more people to polls or more critically, if you can change the minds. Okay, if you're down one hundred and fifty thousand votes and you lose an election statewide because of that. You can change 75,000 minds, or if you can just get some significant number of people to stay at home because they're not quite so sure about the left anymore. These numbers are not impossible to overcome. It's not like California. No. 855 405 8255. And COVID, brother, I wish it had never happened. Wish a single life had never been lost. No crackdowns, any of that. But COVID has opened eyes to the reality of the left, a lot of Democrat eyes in a way that almost nothing else ever could.
4: You're right, and I was just talking to Adeline about this. You take COVID out of the equation, you can't do it. I mean, it's, it's endemic now, but if it had never happened, the environment, the economy that we had before that, Trump hmm. was rolling. Oh, my goodness. Trump it would have, have won. I mean, Trump, <laughs> yeah. I don't know that he would have won Colorado, but he would have won a lot of swing yeah, yeah. It wouldn't Probably have mattered. Everyone, yeah, yeah. exactly. And,
3: and you would have had such a big Senate majority. There's no question about that. So when people say, hey, did Biden win? That the point I make is, you know, Trump lost to COVID. Correct. You know, Trump lost, but he lost to COVID. And, and he lost to the Communist Party of China. You know, which which once COVID was out there and I'm not saying they used it as a bioweapon, cooked it up as a bioweapon. I I do think the lab leak theory has a lot of merit. But once it was out there, no matter how it got out there, they made the decision not to tell America to lie to America and to let it seed in America. And they made that decision because, let's face it, Donald Trump was a big problem for them because he was standing up for America. That's right. So, yeah. Did Trump lose? I believe he lost a narrow race. Did he lose to Joe Biden? No, he, he lost to COVID. He lost to the Communist Party of China, allowing COVID to become all that it did. But um, would he win? I mean, right now, and this is one of the things that I think drives Biden absolutely crazy, and it's responsible for some of the, the mega weirdness we see from him. He knows, as a matter of fact, and if anybody can dispute this credibly, have at it, 855-405-8255. Ryan, yeah. he knows profound truth that it is 100 times more likely that Donald Trump is elected president in 24 than Joe Biden. Right. I mean, literally 100 times more likely. I'm not saying Trump's going to be elected president, but he's 100 times more likely than Biden. What, what would Biden run on at this well, point? Well, first of all, but, <laughs> like what? It, and what I it, don't wish him anything it, right. ill health wise. But but Biden's not likely to make it anywhere close to the end of his term. I don't think so. And if he does, he's he's not likely to run again. And if he does run, he's going to lose. So he knows yeah far more likely well, Trump is in the White House than he is. He knows. And drives look at him every, crazy.
4: Look at everybody that's reading tea leaves, too. Stephen Breyer announcing his retirement. He knows he's getting out of the way. He's not going to pull an RBG and have Trump win again, have a Republican Congress point yet another Supreme Court justice. That's one. Listen to Bill Maher. He's another one. You hear these quotes? Bill Maher is a smart guy. I used to love Bill Maher when it was back in the politically incorrect days when he did that show late night on ABC, because he didn't conform to any one ideology. He's not like a dyed-in-the-wool leftist. You hear it in the things that he's saying, but the reason he's saying it now, Dan, is so that when the dust settles on the election this November, he can say, look, I told you so. I saw this coming.
3: Ryan, he's trying to keep him from getting to the cliff. He he wants the left to win. But the center left. Well... I don't know. Give me a look at some of his far left stuff. But all I'm saying is, right, he does not want the Republicans to win, right?
4: He's not a fan of AOC. He, let's put it that he, way. Too. Right.
3: Uh, but but he's trying to alert the left. Yes, he is. And, and it's not working, thank goodness. But <laughs> uh, this texter, uh, who's great proof of something we I often forget, Dan... What do you think of Donald Trump saying he would pardon those who stormed the Capitol on January 6th if he becomes president again? 140 police officers were injured that day. My friend, we've spent the entire show on it up to now, but I get it. You're just getting off work. You don't care what we spent the rest of the show on. You care about what the big headline of the day is to you. So thank you for that text. Yes, and that is the big headline of the day, that that's what most people are talking about, including us.
2: If I run and if I win... We will treat those people from January 6th fairly. We will treat them fairly. And if it requires pardons, we
0: will give them pardons because they are being treated so unfairly.
3: Yeah. So what I would point out is that that first the president put a qualifier in there, right? That if they've been treated unfairly. So he put you put a qualifier in there. But I get it. He knew the big headline would be pardons. I go back to, and I stand by what I wrote as it was happening. You can see it on Twitter, at Dan Kaplis. By the way, I posted at Dan Kaplis on Twitter today. This picture, Ryan, I went out to fill up on the way to work. I saw that, yeah. Okay. How much? Well, you know, you saw the picture. (laughs) How much? I mean, and I didn't try to manipulate it. I let it stop wherever it stopped. Yeah. What did it stop at?
4: Now, this was for the Bronco? No,
3: no, no. This is for my six-year-old SUV. Oh, the big SUV. It stopped at... One hundred dollars, dollars. hundred dollars for 24 gallons, 24 (laughs) gallons. Joe Biden, expensive mistake. That's at Dan Capitalist. But if you go back to my Twitter on January 6th, as the attack on the Capitol was happening, I stand by what I wrote then. You know, those who committed serious crimes, those who who assaulted a police officer, et cetera, should be charged to the full extent of the law. Now, you had different people doing different things on January 6th. And, and not everybody was the same, and not everybody should face the same kind of consequences. But, yeah, I don't think we should try to diminish for a second the seriousness of, of what happened there. At the same time, you know, that everybody who committed crimes is entitled to be treated equally under the law. And we need a full investigation, not this witch hunt cooked up by the Democrats. We need a full, honest, open investigation to get the full truth out there, including is the president right? Is Trump Right when he says that Nancy Pelosi refused you know, his request for National Guard troops? Is he right about that? Is Tucker Carlson right with some of his allegations about federal involvement? Let's have a full, open, honest investigation. But you look at this witch hunt, Ryan. You see what they're trying to do right now? They're trying to set up this this false argument huh. that if, in fact, people were plotting, people were plotting, To have Pence refuse to certify the electors that that's somehow an insurrection? No. It's a different legal analysis, a different legal strategy, which I disagree with. I don't agree with that legal strategy. And I'm glad Pence didn't do it. But it's a different legal strategy. It's not an insurrection. But because they can't prove a real insurrection... They're claiming that a different legal strategy equals an insurrection. It's so dishonest. When we come back, I'll, pre- I'll play the sound. I'll prove to you a real attempt at insurrection by top Democrats. here on the Dan Kaplan Show. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com.
1: It's my little escape.
3: Now Judy's the life of the party.
1: Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
3: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumpaCasino.com No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're
4: so far away
1: from me. You're so far I just can't see
3: 5:36. Glad you're here. It's been red hot all afternoon. The president, President Trump, coming out and saying maybe some pardons for uh, some of the folks who violated law on January 6th. If he's reelected, getting your reaction to that. Denver about to drop its mask mandate. Long overdue, but will all the dominoes fall after that and people finally getting their freedom back? Hey, grateful uh, to get a couple of minutes from uh, Sophia Hiller, who is doing just the work of the angels out there with a tremendous organization called The Precious Child. This ties into the Marshall Fire. And as we we bring Sophia up, I've got to tell you, I, I was up there. I mean, you see it all in the news, right? But I was up there to help out some friends and I just couldn't believe it when I got inside of it. I've seen a lot of things in life, but it was truly like out of one of those, you know, World War II post-firebombing type of of photos and newsreels. It was unimaginable destruction. And Sophia's doing all she can, along with her organization, to help the folks out up there. But there's a way for you to assist as well. Sophia, welcome to the Dan Kaplan Show.
1: Hi, thank you for having me.
3: Sure. Hey, if you'd be kind enough, and thanks for all you're doing, if you'd be kind enough to let folks know a little bit about your organization and what the needs are right now up in in Marshall and how folks can plug in.
1: Yeah, so basically, a precious child has set up a resource center where the Nordstrom used to be at the Flatirons Mall, and they've set up a bunch of hygiene products, clothes, everything that people are needing to get um there for people just to come in and pick out what they need. Right now, they have an Amazon wish list up that has all of their biggest needs as people settle in and really realize uh what they need to get and what they need to get soon. Uh Also, volunteers are always needed. There's all sorts of positions like on the resource floor helping folks out. And also, behind the scenes, which is what I usually do, sorting those donations and making sure we get out the best quality stuff. And there's always need for that on the Colorado Response website and through A Precious Child.
3: Yeah, and folks can go to KHOW.com as well, KHOW.com, and there's an information sheet there how you can help out A Precious Child. Because, you know, Sophia, because you're right in the middle of it, that there's always all this attention in the beginning you know, when it's in the news and everybody's focused on it, but then the attention dies away, but then the need goes on. So there's still a ton of need.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Definitely everyone's always jumping at the chance to help out right at the beginning. But then um, as life goes on, uh, volunteers and donations and stuff tend to dwindle. So, yeah, especially just keep maintaining that support because this is going to be months, if not years, of work and of building back.
3: And can you give us a, a, a little bit on A Precious Child, a, f- a few seconds on that, because what this group does is so cool. I just want more people to be aware of it.
1: Yeah, so I've been working with A Precious Child for a, a little over two years now, and they help out um, low-income families and uh, children in need reach their full position potential by providing them with the essentials for life and also um, some extra programs. Like they have um, school supply drives, they give school supplies to kids, Christmas presents. Um, I know they've recently started a mentorship program Uh, and I know I'm on the youth advisory board there. So I help out like getting drives up so that we have all the like best quality uh, resources for all of our clients.
3: Right. So this is not some organization. There are some really good organizations that just popped up to help in the aftermath of the fire. A Precious Child has been doing a lot of good for a long time. And, and thank you for everything that you do. Sophia Hiller, our guest, you can go to khow.com as well. You'll get a full information download on how you can plug into this. Thank you, Sophia. And thanks for all you do.
1: Yes, thank you so much for having me.
3: You take care. See, so many good people in the world. There's so much more good than bad. We hear about the bad because it's bad. And it's news because it's new. It's different, even though not as different as we'd like it to be. But so much more good than bad out there. 855-405-8255, the number. If you're just jumping off work, some of the big headline items of the day, President Trump saying he might pardon some of the January 6th uh, criminals, you know, if necessary, if he gets reelected. So we spent a lot of time on that. Uh, latest with Ukraine and Ryan um, I don't think this is fair criticism, Texter Dan no. five seven seven three nine Dan. Please refer to Ukraine as Ukraine, not the Ukraine. Anyway. <laughs> I haven't I haven't referred to Ukraine as the Ukraine in how long? You've done it a lot
4: less. I think once in a while <laughs> it, it crops up, but it's yeah. rare now. Yeah, but it's it's, it's you know why I you think, would think
3: people would have bigger issues. I mean, yeah. even if it did slip in today. You think people would have bigger concerns. Also, you've you've got Russia because of Biden's weakness, you know, essentially invited to attack Ukraine, which is not to excuse the bloodthirsty Putin. You know, but when when America is pathetically weak and not America, but Joe Biden on our behalf, it it essentially invites attack all over the world.
4: Yes. And to be fair, you're not the only one that uh, says the Ukraine. And I think the reason we do it, a lot of people do it, is there is the Yukon Territory, and it's a similar kind of setup in terms of how it's pronounced, like Ukraine, Yukon, the Yukon, the Yukon Territory. I'm just guessing, because I used to say it too. I used to say the Ukraine, and it's not.
3: Yeah, I guess I'm doing pretty well if that's what people can pick at me over. But I guess I'm doing pretty well when that's all they've got. And think of all the (laughs) trouble they have to go to to send a text. I know. This one also baffles me. You know, Dan, you constantly reference they hit our black brothers and sisters take by any given democratic policy you effing hypocrite where does that come from what, I is, mean, what is the criticism they didn't text to say dan you are wrong about this or you were wrong about that they just text to call me a name so there, odd
4: if i may, a couple bullet points here yeah. on uh our tremendous citizens and listeners we know that we have a lot of them who uh happen to be members of the, uh, of the community of color and black people but You have fought on their behalf on two fronts, which I think a lot of black parents share, and that is uh, the abortion issue and how many more black children are aborted than white children and the issue of school choice, which uh, disproportionately affects children in urban areas, a lot of whom happen to be black, and they don't have an opportunity— To choose the schools that are better for them,
3: I, uh, right? And, and that's why when people say, "Oh, you know, it's demographics are set for life, Democrat majority," so I say, "Wait a second, you know, it, the big earthquake is coming. As soon as the GOP understands how to better make the case to people of color, and and Donald Trump started, and it was a big part of his success, it's going to be seismic." seismic because you look at the modern democratic party you know they are horrible oh, They're horrible for everybody they're particularly horrible for people of color and it's provable it's not rhetoric True. the gop just has to learn to make that case better and and by the way you saw the poll today right 76 percent of americans 76 I mean, enormous enormous majorities of independents and even a lot of democrats are opposed to joe biden now making this supreme court appointment based on race yeah, and and they should be, right? I mean they they have heard Dr. King.
0: I have a dream. My
2: four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin but by the content of their character.
0: I have a dream. Today.
3: See, most Americans want a post race world as Dr. King was working toward, but not Joe Biden, not Polis, not the left, that they are absolutely dependent on people voting their race. I mean, it's sick. It's crazy. And people forget this, Ryan.
0: Let freedom ring from the snow capped Rockies of Colorado.
3: Yeah, most people forget that was in maybe the greatest speech ever. Ever given eight five five four zero five eight two five five. Everybody in line, I promise I'll get you on air. And and after the break, I played for you Friday some of this this amazingly powerful eulogy given for the hero officer in New York. You want to see my leg? Okay, where's that coming from? <laughs> okay, uh, you, you punched up the collar, and he's offering to show you his leg. Apparently, well, there's I'd... no better tease than that. I'm going to drop the tease. That's my tease. You're on the Dan Capler show. Um, I planned to talk about our friend Lesha Shapiro when I came back. I'm not sure I should over that bumper music, but I know you had no idea of that, Ryan. What was the bump aimed at, by the way?
4: You always have a purpose. Well, it's the final bump of the show today, and we had uh, a lot of strangers (laughs) listening (laughs) in today. I wanted to say goodbye to them. You're a deep
3: thinker. A little bit. A little thinker. And and it is so sad. I know it took uh, so many folks by, by surprise when Les Shapiro passed away because so young and vital, but uh, fortunately falling victim to cancer. But uh, there are way too many great Les Shapiro memories to, to even get started today. And obviously just, just a wonderful person, amazing talent. My wife, you know, did so much on air with him as Les did sports and she was doing news and, and they worked together so often and yeah. Just, um, wow, so sad he's gone. And and just another reminder, I know you have many in your life each day, but just another reminder how we're all day today and how precious each moment is. So Les will be very, very much missed. And uh, 855-405-8255, the number. Uh, let's get back to the phone lines as well as the sound. Hey, Friday, we played some of the sound of the eulogy that the widow of New York's 22-year-old police officer, Jason Rivera, who, who gave his life, you know, for the people of New York, her eulogy went viral, and there was another part at the end we didn't get to, so this is short, but I want to make sure you've heard this as well.
5: Jason is so happy right now that all of you are here. Through pain and sorrow, this is exactly how he would have wanted to be remembered, like a true hero or like I used to call him, Big P.O. Rivera. You have the whole nation on gridlock. (laughs) And although you won't be here anymore, I want you to live through me. The system continues to fail us We are not safe anymore. Not even the members of the service. I know you were tired of these laws, especially the ones from the new DA. I hope he's watching you speak through me right now.
3: How gutsy is that?
5: I'm sure all of our blue family is tired too. But I promise, we promise that your death won't be in vain. I love you to the end of time. We'll take the watch from here.
3: How gutsy was that? How hard did that have to be? Because the DA was sitting there. Yeah. yeah. So gutsy. Wow. Inspirational. Inspirational. 855-405-8255, the number. Ah, oh boy, so much ground to cover today. Uh, Denver about to drop its mask order, so all the other dominoes should now fall, right? Because that this has not been justified for a long time, and everybody knows it, and that's why Denver's dropping it, that they can't keep this up anymore. It's hurting the left too much politically, so they'll be dropping that, but don't the other dominoes have to fall pretty quickly then? Because, wait a second, if there's not going to be a mask requirement in Denver, then just from from a logical standpoint, what good's it going to do for any of the surrounding communities, since so many people are in and out of Denver, but then, beyond that, politically, w- will it even be sustainable? You look at Douglas County, which courageously stood up to that nonsense a long time ago, and is doing better in terms of their COVID counts, most days and most weeks, than you know where where you've got these little power-drunk tyrants, you know, imposing these mask mandates first and for, foremost on children, but then others, and and Douglas County does better on COVID than a lot of these counties that take away their people's freedom so now that denver of all places is dropping it ryan i don't think these other mandates are going to last long at all thank god
4: yeah and this is something that's been a long time coming it's it's discouraging to me dan that we've had to follow the lead of countries like great britain others in uh, northern europe that have long ago now whether it's been a a week or a month uh walked away from these mask mandates that they're they're just frankly not working
3: and first and foremost abusing the children this way it's horrible you know it's not their job to protect us it's our job to protect them i know that's not original but, but we've got to just keep reminding people and, of that and, and it tells you so much doesn't it ryan about the people who did this to the children i yeah. hope people never oh. forget when it comes to the voting booth public policy etc
4: i pe- hope people never forget that the people who did this to the kids and as the teachers unions i want to separate them because like you have a family member who's a teacher. My sister's a teacher, too. However, this was all designed so that they could protect the adults, the teachers, from the children. It wasn't about the kids. It wasn't going to harm the kids. They could pass it back and forth. They never know that it, they would have it in most instances. This was a crock from the beginning.
3: No, it really was. And, again, it just shows. I mean, you look at the left, not Democrats, but you look at the left, and their attitude toward children, is just being completely disposable. I mean, this is where we, the, the culture of death does have broader impact. You know, the left, their, their mindset is that, okay, it's okay to wipe out millions of them before birth. Millions of them before birth. You know, right up to labor and delivery, and for most of the left, through labor and delivery. So this whole attitude toward children as meaningless, dispensable, they can't vote anyway. You know, th- this, this whole attitude that their lives don't matter. It just carries over into these other policies. Unconscionable what they've done to these kids. First, abandoning them, closing their schools. And there's no such thing as remote learning, by the way. That's a school closure. When you hear remote learning, that is a school closure. So they abandon them. And then when they're forced politically to let them back into school, they they, they make them cover their faces with all the harm that comes from. And no medical benefit, right? No medical benefit. It's just, yeah. It is what it is. I hope people remember. Great job, Brian Adeline. Always so nice to have you here. Thank you. Above all, thanks to you for being here, because if you weren't here, it wouldn't be any fun, and they wouldn't let us be here. Join us tomorrow on the Dane Kaplan Show.
1: With Lucky Land Slots,
5: you can get lucky just about anywhere.
4: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
1: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time.
4: (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry.